Hello and welcome to When Will It End, a movie podcast for two friends, dare I say, two cool friends. I know we're pretty cool. We're very cool. It's St. Patrick's Day. We were Don't, oh my God, last episode, this, don't date the episode. We're releasing this like a year from now. I want to set the stage where we've been drinking and are now sad, so okay. we're celebrating a holiday, which is cool. That's true. A cool holiday that allows us to be sad. Allows us to be drunk. Right. So I will say that I was, while watching Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, I was like, maybe this is a better movie after a couple beers. It wasn't. No. <laughs> it made. I think it was worse because the whole time I was like, it just made me a little bit unfamiliar with like, is this, situ- is, is the beer causing this feeling in my head and my stomach and my body and my soul or is Austin Powers doing it? Okay, I feel like I have to take responsibility for something. Yeah, you do. I, well, for a number of things. Yeah. Um, one, I think I'm more in support of gun violence after watching Austin Powers' The Spider Shagged Me. We initially changed pace from Die Hard to Austin Powers for levity. And in, instead, I think I found a sort of stupor where I feel right. like I've died. And this might be like a horrible afterlife. Yeah, because we were talking actually about this. I, I do think that Die Hard 2 is maybe equally as bad as Austin Powers 2. But I think it still would have been a more enjoyable stupor in which to live. Well, there's skidoos in that. There's skidoos. And there's nary a skidoo. Not even a single skidoo. Not a single skidoo. So I, I sort of went into this being like, this is the one I've seen the most. I remember it the best. I love some of these bits. It's going to be great. We're going to really pick up where, you know, Charles had a lot of skepticism, deservedly, for the sure. first movie. It's it's a flawed vessel for God's message. Um, this is not a good movie. No. And, and, I, and it was much... Much longer. Wait, we're, was... we're jumping the gun. We're jumping the okay, gun. Okay, let's for, slow down. So for everyone let's who's... Slow down. Yeah, let's calm down. Okay. It's St. Patrick's Day after all. Happy St. Patty's. Yes, that's a great accent. Thank you. I, we, if there's one thing we've learned from Austin Powers, it's how to... Do a convincing, thorough, or, consistent accent. Or how to have a consistent, like, uncaring about what you sound like. Because... I think if you were to compare Austin Powers 1 and 2, his accent sounds totally different. Even what's his name? Dr. Evil sounds different. This is this is falling apart. But basically, here's the story. We're two guys. Two of us. We now watch not just one movie, but the entire series of a film series from start series to end series. And we just evaluate the series as a series. Is that basically it? You did. Did you mention that it's a series-oriented series? I was just doing that thing, baby, where... I go, baby, too many babies. Hey, Charles, behave, baby. Behave, baby. Remember that little baby? There's so many things. Okay, well, I don't know. Okay. So anyway, Um, we we were doing Austin Powers. We did Austin Powers. We're now doing Austin Powers 2. Yes. So let me ask you this right off the bat. Um, Watching this movie, I got the sense that Mike Myers is on the – he – doubles the budget okay austin powers comes out people like it it's not a huge hit but it's like it's definitely like it makes an impact they double the budget for this he knows he's walking into a sequel that's incredibly anticipated and it seems like he relaxes into this being a cultural moment more than an actual movie oh yeah because this is less than a movie than the first movie which is barely a movie i mean the plot i think if there's one thing that this movie has over the first one it's that it does feel much more like a movie in terms of its pacing, where like there aren't these weird lulls, and where like in the last one it was like, what happened to the plot? This one I sort of feel the plot throughout the whole movie, but yeah, it's it's another ten minute plot that gets bloated out to, or should I say, fat bastarded out to an, an even longer one. Th- no, it wasn't it's, it's one forty five or so. No, they- it's one thirty five. No, it's one forty-five. Dude, Voodoo told me. Voodoo told you? Voodoo called. I mean, we weren't even. Hold using on, we were Voodoo. using Google Play. Yeah, but Voodoo. We, still I have called. now subscribed to two new streaming services and spent five dollars to watch these two movies. Voodoo only had Austin Powers two for sale. Which they were, and by the way, they were charging fourteen ninety-nine to own a digital copy of Austin Powers: The Spy Who Shagged Me, the nineteen ninety-nine classic directed by Jay Roach. It's his third movie. Jesus and they have the Christ. fucking audacity to call it a Jay Roach film. In the I know. Credits. It says like a Jay, Ro- yeah, Jay Roach film, like as though this is meaningful in some way. No. Leads the picture. It is essentially a Mike Myers movie where a director he could yell at did it. Functionally yeah. stood behind the camera. Mike Myers, has he directed anything? I hope God not. I don't know. I honestly don't know. He's, I, everything from him is, he has three ideas we found out. Four, I guess. There's Wayne, 
there's Austin, there's Shrek, and there's Love Guru. And we've seen now Shrek and Love Guru. You're leaving out Doctor Evil, who still I think. Okay, for for the record, last movie, um, I was talking a lot about how Austin Powers is essentially a great vehicle for Doctor Evil. I would say that dynamic flips dramatically in this movie in a way that I was sort of unprepared for because now Dr. Evil, because he was so big from the first movie is now overplaying his hand and is sort of terrible in this. It's like Austin Powers was made and then nothing happened. Then Mike Myers listened to our episode of the podcast <laughs> where he learned that we really like Dr. Evil and that I wanted time travel to occur. And he's like, okay, let's make the second one where Dr. Evil is much bigger it's a much bigger role, but he's a fuck. Mike Myers is a fucking idiot. Doctor Evil is a half a half a man compared to what he was in the first one. A half a man. A half a man. Or an should eighth, I say an eighth of an a man? An eighth of a man. So okay, I wanted to ask you this: that. This Jesus movie Christ. introduces two iconic characters into the Austin Powers verse, the Powers verse, the Powers um, verse. We decided to call it Powers verse. In in order of appearance, I believe we get first Vern Troyer as Mini Me playing. Inexplicably, I can't. I don't. I'm not going to rewatch this, but for reasons that don't really bear repeating, they decide to make a smaller version of Austin of, of Doctor Evil. I think it's because he hates his son so much, and he wanted someone that would like really conquer. Yeah. Because the whole opening is Jerry Springer, which was good. Yeah, Jerry Springer is honestly the best actor yeah. in the whole movie. Springer kills it. He when brings Scott it. Scott Evil confronts his father, who returns from space on Jerry Springer in the opening. And they bring back the guy from Mad TV who plays a security guard who gets steamrollered in the first movie. The guy plays so Stewie. I think, I think his name is Michael McDonald or something. How do you know this? Because, I, I don't know, I know things in life. Wow, he's a nothing. I could nail the years of each Shrek movie. So, like, my life has of course you can. degraded I to can this level. The, yeah. But, like, this is, that's a really big thing. You know this little guy? You know this little guy that got steamrolled? And he's back, baby. You know this little guy that's watching Big Boys and Dicks? That's what you call Jerry Springer, Big Boys and Dicks? No, no, the... Oh, no, that's Clint Howard. No, you're confusing him now. Oh, who, 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 who are you talking about? When, in the first film, Austin Powers and Elizabeth Hurley, who plays, of course, um, Kensington. What's her name? Kensington. Vanessa Kensington? Mrs. I want to say Mrs. Kensington. Um, they steamroll a guard who goes, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then the second one, he's the guy that saw the dick. No, and the second one, he's the guy watching Jerry Springer. Right. Clint Howard is the guy who sees Big oh, Boy in the first one and the, the dick, dick in the second Oh, I thought they were the same man. You were doing this thing earlier that drove me crazy where you were like... Where I was staring aghast at what I was watching? Yeah, that's... No, no, I confused with Paul. Sorry, Paul the barista. To bring back Paul, to do a callback to our last episode, Paul the barista at the Marketplace Cafe, who was like, who knows how Clint Howard's in all these movies? Was this you or Paul? I don't know who Clint Howard is, so it must have been it's Paul. It's Ron Howard's brother. He oh, plays that was definitely Paul. Okay. I heard this nonsense Paul conversation. Like, he's think- in all these movies. I'm like, right, his brother's Ron Howard. And he's like, who's he know in Hollywood? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Ron Howard, one of the most successful filmmakers in American history. It's like I don't know who he knows. This is like a, it was like literally like a Michael Showalter bit, yeah. where just like him repeating the same, ob, like such an obvious question, and you had the obvious answer. You just kept like, nope, it's because he knows Ron Howard, right? Because like, there's only one but answer. Whose dick was he sucking to get that movie? I mean, he's he knows Ron Howard. Probably sucking his brother's dick. <laughs> I mean, brothers. Well, you know. Brothers. Brothers. Don't get me started. On brothers? I've got two of them. I'd love to hear what you just have to say about brothers. I don't want to suck either of their dicks. And Mike and Sam, if you're listening, I love you guys. Not That's just not an incl- inclination I've had. I mean, I don't love... You love your brother. No, I was going to say your brothers. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. That's different. Right. I'm They're just, just I, guys you know. That's, I was just trying to think... You of, could suck their dicks in a consensual manner and be fine, but... I definitely don't love the one whose name I forget. Mike? Yeah. You, you would... I, you know... I love Mike. He's my brother. Yeah, and I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. You don't have to love Mike. No, I'm just saying I don't love Mike. Right. Sam's cool. Yeah, Sam's pretty good. I don't think I love... I mean, here's... I'm going to do my bridge test. Okay. Which I used for dates. This is a a horrible thing. I'm happy you're bringing up your own terrible rationale. I don't think it's terrible. It's uh, sociopathic. It's upsetting. (laughs) It's not. This is your, your, like, Rorschach test thing where you see, like, a puddle of blood every time. Right. It was just... I mean, it was like... Just to figure out if I actually cared for the person. I mean, some people are like, what if they got lost in the woods? That could be one. No, are these They're all, all bad? They're all bad. The, well, like, the if, just to explain your horrible okay, thing. The bridge test. Oh, God. If the person fell off a bridge, there are, what level of reaction to that would I have? Would I do nothing? Walk away. Would I call the police? 
or would I jump in and you, save you them? You realize the bridge test is more of a referendum on you than Absolutely. The... <laughs> I'm not blaming them. This has nothing to do with them. This is just whether I care about a person that I just met. But the impact of your fickle, uncaring nature, what's the what's being measured here? Okay, so it just, it just happened once where some little woman that I was dating, that you met her, she was a very angry person, and I didn't like her, I realized, because Little one, woman. How little was she? She wasn't that little. She was tiny. She was, she was like just over five feet, but mostly yeah. she was like just probably weighed over under 100 pounds. Anyway, that's not, I mostly was just, I'm referencing her size because there was a strong wind that day. We're walking over the bridge, <laughs> and she was like, whoa, I almost got blown off the bridge. And I was like, like I'm going to devise a what? test now. You know what? I really wouldn't care if you got blown off the bridge. And that's when I made the bridge test. This is the person you went on a vacation to the Bahamas with before breaking up with Puerto Rico. Rico. Yes, we, we basically broke up, and I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll see I'll what happens. I'll go to the island. And see what happens. Right. And what turns out is that you still wanted to break up with her. Absolutely. She was <laughs> more of a nightmare. She was so mean to me. So if you were walking on a bridge and the wind blew Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, off of the bridge, what level reaction would you have? Um, I think that would be more of like, I would probably wait until I knew that Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, had drowned. And then called the authorities. And then called the authorities to just make sure we could drag the body up. We could all get a good look at it, get a quick piss on it. I don't think they let you do that. I mean, I'd slip a $5 bill to the the cop, the Boston cop. The Boston cop. Or the the Charles River. The Charles River Bridge. They're all the Charles River Bridge. I don't know why he has that weird child's voice. Is that even a lisp? No, that's a... (laughs) I mean, some sort of speech impediment. Sure. Okay. I don't know why so I So you're talking to a that. child cop a in Boston. A child cop who can't pronounce his O's. About a 1999 comedy, and I say that in a highly... Oh, he's like, oh, chose Austin Powers, this spoil shag me. He's British now, too. Am I in the room <laughs> what with, is happening? with Michael Myers himself? <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. Okay, so in this This movie... is why you get turned down during these recordings. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just so into it. No, you seem broken. Like, you're rallying now, but you did have, like, a look in your eye like we'd watch Showa, basically. Uh, so Mike Myers, I think, amped it up, this movie. Like, he was in control. I sort of feel like this happened in Trek, too, where, like, the first one, it was much more natural. And then both Dr. Evil and Austin Powers just, like, entered a level of to the eleven in their accent, in their mannerisms, in their body language. Everything was just like so fucking maxed out. It was like, shh, shh, tone it down, okay, what, what I noticed a lot in this movie, which I liked at times, is the self-awareness evident in Austin Powers. We talked about this. We're like, he, frequently in the movie, he'll make a joke, sort of pause, think about it, and react to it in real time as like an audience surrogate. And he's also the, the the entire anchor of the series, which it's a very strange dual role to present in a second movie where he's trying to have his cake and eat it too in a big way where there's a lot of stuff that does not work in this like the first movie, but he'll linger on it and sort of like be like, well, eh, it wasn't very good. But like in the movie, which is a level of dick swinging that I kind of admire where you're at that level where you're like, it's weird. I could write a better joke or I'll write a bad joke and just be like, eh, that was bad and keep going in the movie. So we could call that a level of dick swinging as you refer to it. Yes. Or we could we could just call it the man who cannot write funny jokes <laughs> who is in charge of writing the jokes for the movie. I think I mean we I guess we could we could just agree to just, we could just I guess like being like boldly lazy, like being like defiantly uncreative, I sort of admire where he's Right. Like, but I feel like that would be true if he's proven himself to be a funny creative person and over and over again he's just proven himself to be I think accidentally very funny in the same manner of being a lazy comedian. Well, this movie is like in so many ways a dogged retread. Other than the two new characters, almost everything else is just like so they, – they bring back so many bits from the first movie, you know, from the zip it and the shh oh to the – which God. is truly pretty excruciating Dr. in this. Dr. Evil got so fucking watered down in this one. Yeah, I think like – in the first movie, there's a bit more restraint, and the restraint makes it funny. Yeah. And in this one, they like there's a music video like twice in the movie. It feels like it's crazy. I don't even remember any of them. I just think I absorbed just the them. two of us. Oh yeah. We can make it if we try. I'd love to talk about the very opening scene to this movie. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into because it. because give me your first impressions. Well, we we talked a lot in the last episode about how, especially for a movie in the '90s, which really didn't have much discussion of any sort of looking at 
sexism in the workplace and rape culture and all this stuff. Those weren't really even in the vernacular. It was actually pretty good about looking at the way men deal with sex and how it's just an awful slog for women to be around men. And suddenly in the opening scene of this movie, he like rips this woman's face off and she's just a robot. Right, like this woman who she, he like learns Learn, to listen to yes. and learns about monogamy from. She turns out to be literally inhuman and, and, and dies. And evil. <laughs> and evil and, and dies. kills her. And he holds her severed hand with a ring on it and gives this beautiful stirring monologue. And he goes, but wait a minute, that means I'm single. Yeah, baby, groovy. Which I think is hysterical. I think it's genuinely funny. Like, where they're like, it's a sequel reset. They just hit the reset button. And like, obviously, if the rest of the movie was not weirdly sour and disturbing and exhausting, it would be a much funnier opening. But I kind of admire the audacity of that. Like, I, yeah. I do admire it. I I think if it had done something, but basically it didn't reset the movie to redo or like try to find a new way to come to similar ideas or even talk. It didn't even really talk about sexuality at all. Like the whole first movie had the setting of a 60s guy who learns that the free love revolution was actually misguided in a lot of ways and treated women badly and was just sort of a big fucking around. And that was, and like he learns how to maybe be a better man. Reset. Maybe we could learn something else. And no, this movie just resets to retread some of the same jokes, but we don't even go through any sort of like, there's no lessons, there's no character arcs, there's nothing. It's just him like trying to fuck again. Like, that's well, the whole on. movie. He's trying to fuck again. There's one. And then he learns at the bottom of his heart that he can always fuck. There's one big difference. Yeah, what's that? Heather Grant. Okay, well, Elizabeth Curley was a brunette. Heather Graham is a blonde. Right. Yeah. That's pretty big. Um, I would say that in the spirit of that, they tried, like, so, like, part of the movie is, like, Heather Graham is going to seduce an Mm. an enemy operative this time. And now Powers have to confront the fact that he's not the only one who can seduce people. Right. That's their, I would say, the sweatiest, the the closest It's supposed to turn the tables. Like, whoa, women have the power to seduce men. Right. Which would sort of work if Heather Graham was not objectively a black hole of an actress. She's really She's bad. really quite bad in this. And like, I want to give her some credit for being game for what is probably a humiliating and exhausting experience making a piece of work. But like, again, not to diss Elizabeth Hurley, who's not terrible in the first movie, but she's not great. By comparison. By comparison, she's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I think Heather Graham is, is just like, lacks a certain charisma that's impossible to replace. And when that character feels like such an afterthought, it just doesn't matter. And whenever like ground it clawed forward with the first movie with her taking a similar role, it does fall flat. Yeah. And then this whole thing where like, even she's seducing him, but the whole thing is like, Oh, I've just been in love with you ever since I heard about you. I became a spy because of you. It's like, it's such garbage. And then, ah, it's, it's well, for a movie that seemed sort of strangely progressive in the first one. This is just like, it's it's just th- this is, is the T two. This is the T two where they're like, hey, we have this engine that works. Let's strip it down and like do whatever people want and make it super sexist and super loud and super you know everything right. like from the first movie. We're gonna do it again, but right. bigger and dumber. Yeah, because people really responded to that as we were talking last time. It's sort of like that Beavis and Butthead effect where it's like they made this thing making fun of a thing. And then they realize, wait, no, American culture just really likes this thing. So fuck it. We'll just make another one that's just more about a man being a piece of shit. Because okay. people love that. So a while back, we were talking about the two new additions. You mentioned Vern Troyer playing Mini-Me. You had a and lot of strong about feelings that. about that. Yeah, it's um, incredible. He's just like this. It's treated so badly. I would say punching bag minus the dignity of a punching bag. Yeah, because at least a punching bag, like. Is dead I, to the world. And I've punched a punching bag and I almost broke my wrist. Wow. Like, I mean, I've got very small. Look at these wrists. They're quite small. I'm looking Tiny at them now. little yeah. wrists. Look, I can wrap, I can touch my first knuckle. Wow. Tiny wrist. But anyway, my you, point is. You could put your fist right through Vern Troyer. Well, no, that's the thing is Vern Troyer is a real man and he's probably great. And I'm sure he suffered a lot of problems, but like they treated him like. Uh, they they've in the movie alone they called him the Chihuahua creature. They called him a tiny little thing. They like they just made fun of him to his face during the movie, in the same way that they made fun of Mike Myers in a fat suit. Like this. Well, movie, hold on, and let's yeah, not well, steamroll this. We'll get to that. The so. second wonderful addition to the to the cast. Yeah, it was just like this. Like his whole point 
was to be made fun of, and it, every scene with him was just really degrading and made well, me feel okay. In my mind, a lot of the redundancy of this movie is captured by by Mini Me, where they want to give Doctor Evil more to do, but Doctor Evil was fine. Just right. the way he was. That's the thing is this whole Scott Doctor Evil dynamic is so it good. It was great. More of that. Yeah. Or then of course they have him and a Frau. What's her name? Yeah. That that works. Look. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. He drinks the Mojo juice. He drinks like Austin Powers is like I assume like pre seminal fluids or whatever yeah. Mojo is. I don't know what mojo a mixture is. of like pheromones and seminal fluid is my guess. Yeah. Like testosterone, pheromones, seminal fluid. Save seminal fluid. Seminal fluid. You counted the syllables. Seminal How many are there? fluid. Five. Five. That's a five. five. We got five on the board for seminal fluid. Ding, 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 ding. Um, Is yeah. that four dings or five dings? Ding, 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 ding. Five. Thank you. Um, the other character they introduce is Fat Bastard. Now, we're talking about quotability in these movies, and... <sighs> This is a character, again, I think a lot of people would assume he's in the first movie. He seems so ubiquitous to the Austin Powers experience. But no, we do have to wait a whole 130-something minutes from the first movie to get to this. Mm, and it was worth every minute. I have mixed feelings here. about this because like, I think some of the lines, which, okay, so one, we talked about this a lot earlier. Well, not a lot, but this is Shrek 1.0, without a doubt. A lot Oh, of, my God, like, yeah. So much of what he's doing is clearly Shrek. Same voice. Same voice, same like, I'm an outcast and no one loves me, but I don't want to be loved. Eat these chickens and they won't, I won't even, ah, the chickens. He eats a baby. He or Lucy eating a baby. Which is a very ogreish move. Yes, actually, that's more ogreish than Shrek. Fat Bastard literally ate a baby. He's more of an ogre than Shrek. Yeah. So there's definitely, so we've already met Shrek, we've met Love Guru. We've met Love Guru. Yeah, the seeds of his entire career lie yeah. in the first two Austin Powers his movies. His seminal fluid is shown visibly in Austin I would say Powers. Fat Bastard's fat suit, the prosthetics, when he's actually naked, I think were pretty well done. Really great. As astonished. Really great. Did Not you even... like the raw sexuality? He, like, fucks as much or more than Austin Powers. Austin Powers doesn't fuck. Basically. He doesn't fuck. We, we do it a running tally. He fucks a lot of vagina in the first movie. Wait, he, wait, 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 wait. What? A lot of vagina. Does he fuck... He fucks her in the hot tub. Oh, oh yeah. the one in the person. First movie. I, 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 the got, I movie, got joked by the joke. You got choked by the joke. Oh, my God. I thought you were saying he fucked a lot of vagina, but you really no, just said I love... he fucked the, I, the character a lot of vagina. 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 That was very funny from the first one. So good. When in retrospect, said, that, movie, you, that, that move... Because in this one, he, he almost fucks Ivana Hump a lot. Much worse name. That was a great goal. See, you liked... You said you like Ivana Hump a lot more than yeah, it's funny. A lot of vagina. Ivana Hump a lot. That's funny. I a lot don't of vagina either... is not a phrase that anyone's ever said. A lot of vagina. Have you ever <laughs> like no one says that? Well, it's like pussy galore. It's a it's a joke on that. No, I get that, but even you pussy do? galore. Are you is, sure you do? I think I get it. Okay. Galore is a funny word because like, like there's pussy galore. It's that's like, very funny, right? But a lot of vagina. I think that's the joke. Is like it's making, like a lower. It's like it's a just fart. like yeah. it's, it's Mike Myers. Like everything sucks with him, but like at least that's like not. Ev- that's the problem. Not I'm just everything saying, like, sucks. But no, I'm just saying his level is always low, and sometimes it's very funny, but it's always down here. That's true. So his like his whole thing is like oh they name they literally like in a movie. A, like a James Bond movie, there's a character called Pussy Galore. Okay. What if we just called her a lot of vagina, which is actually what that I'm means? I'm going on the record. I'm retracting my stance Thank and saying, you. Charles, you were right. Thank you. A lot of vagina is funnier than Ivana Humpalot. Right, because Ivana Humpalot is just like, it Ivana. doesn't have any reference. It's not a real name. Ivana Humpalot. I mean, I know a lot of vaginas. Some of my best friends are vaginas. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. <laughs> like one of... Fat Bastard's famous shit. <laughs> I've got a turtle coming out of my butt. A turtle head. Turtle head. Yeah. Really uh, deplorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing with Myers is that, like, he gets a little and then goes nuts with it, which would work better if he had more than, like, particularly violent shit jokes. But, like, they're not, like... I will say, did you ever see The Whitest Kids You Know got written into some bad studio comedy called Miss May or Miss March? It's, like, a... About like wacky college dudes are trying to sleep with a playmate or some horrible movie. It's very okay. bad. There's one shit joke in it that is so funny. It's like my favorite shit joke. I got to show you this clip. It's like All a right. great shit joke. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, does not have good shit jokes. 
There's a few and they're all bad. No. Oh, wait. What about the one where he drinks shit liquid? No, that was good. You like that, that one? That stuck with me. That's a good one. I think if you're going to... I like the joke of like, there's two things right next to each other. I hope it doesn't mix them up. I know. I wish they just called more attention to it. Yeah. I wish you'd be like, all right, pour my coffee. He has a shit mustache. He does have a shit mustache. It's really abhorrent. Which is really good. Yeah. And also, I think the best part of the joke is one that like needs to be described because it's so obvious. But he doesn't realize he's drank shit. No, he says he's... That's He's like, it's very nutty or whatever. It's, he says, it's funny. This smells like shit, baby. Yeah. And then the guy's it like, it is shit. It is shit. Oh, good. I thought I was all by myself on that one, baby. Yeah. But then he actually drinks it. Glug, glug, glug. And he's like, mm, this coffee's a little nutty. A little nutty, but that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Coupled with a shit mustache. That was good. That survives. Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it. There are more shit jokes in the third movie. No spoilers. How could there be more? There are, I distinctly remember more. I feel like he's written them all. You'd be shocked. There's more to come. I mean, there was, he even had a few left for the Shrek series. Yeah. I would say this might be with a Mike Myers character actually consuming feces. This might be peak Myers. <laughs> I know. That actually is weird that these Austin Powers movies are somehow grosser than, I mean, I guess they're kids' movies, the Shrek movies, but like. That's true. And also, like, but, you know, Mike, like, he's a human in Austin Powers. Yeah, that's true. Eating it's shit. It's gross when an adult man drinks shit. Do you think that was actual shit liquid? I'm sure it was, yeah. He's famously a method actor. Yeah. Mm. If it's- His commitment to bits is insane. Like, Fat Bastard, the, Bastard, the character, is wild. Wait, so is that even a fat suit, or did he just... He gained all... No, I'm kidding. It's definitely a fat suit. all that but weight. He, is like, that hair real? The hair is real. We did mention this. The budget... They doubled the budget for this from, like, under $20 million to, like, the I mid-30s. Love how, I love how obsessed you are with budgets. No, but it's like... No, I do. I, I love... I'm not we, even making we fun of you. We learn about the attitude I, yeah, going into absolutely. the movie with the budget. We so do. for this one, they were like, we're on to something. And it's literally a doubling. It was 16.5, and the next one was 33. So they're like, we, we're on to something here. This is going to be big. And this movie made over $200 million. Right. It was a huge hit. Huge hit. And it's, I would say, demonstrably worse than the first one. Do you want to stand up? You seem very excited. I'm, about, Anna, I'm leaning yeah. forward right You're, now. You should stand up. Don't stand up. <laughs> It's not enough room. Okay. Yeah, it's too small. But anyway, I think I'll, I'll start yelling. It's if I too up. small. It's too small. The room is too small. My <laughs> office is too small. Too small. I like calling this an office because it's like better. Sort, than it's like a room. A yellow room with paper mache. No, with it's not paper mache. Foam. It's you know foam. It's sound absorbent material. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right, guys. This might sound like an amateur podcast, but. But no, I'm actually a media professional. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a media Adjacent connoisseur. Consumer. You're a consumer. I'm a, cons- I'm a connoisseur. You're a consumer. I'm a producer. You're more of a consumer. Right. Yeah. Weird that I do all the editing for the show. I don't get it. All the editing. All the editing. You just record. You hit record. I'm the engineer. You hit record. You're not the producer. Okay, hold on. We're co-EPs. We're co-EPs. Okay. I'm the engineer. Okay. You're the editor. Editor. Yeah, that's what I just said. I edit, all, I edit all of it. I'm just, I want to delineate okay. this now all on right. record. Let's so get we have it all there. clear. So for the... So we're co-EPs, which is very important. What's EP? Executive producer? Oh, yeah. yeah we're co-EPs. Okay, co-EPs. It, you're, there's no universe where, where only one of us is EPing. No, no, no. if you were EP, I'd be furious. Yeah, no. I'm, I no don't, offense, I don't know I'd how to EP. Furious. I'm yeah. actually honored to be even included in the co. Yeah. Well... I wouldn't know what to do. Hold on. So I didn't need to give you that? No, you could be EP. Okay, I'm EP. But not, not anymore. You told me I'm You're co-EP. You're an assistant P. No, come on. AP. Co-EP. Fine, co-EP. Cope. Done. We're back to the beginning. Call it co-ep. Co-ep. Um, right. We're co-ep. And, and Mike Myers got produ- production credit, producer credit on this movie. This podcast? Yes. Mike Myers is producing the podcast. <laughs> Mr. Myers, thank you. We need more fart jokes in here, Mike. More. I can't wait for the love guru. I really can't. I, uh, I can't wait for him to die. Yeah. Um, I, know, I live in constant fear now of Mike Myers making something new. I'm like actually now that I've seen these and grimly fascinated. We have to get to the Love Guru to really go to the true sub-basement of, of Mike Myers' production. What was productions. the Ashton Kutcher one where he also dressed up like an Indian? No, that was, for, oh, an that was an just ad, a commercial. for an advertisement. Okay. Where he so was Raj. I thought there was a... he, he, he played he, the richly realized character Raj. Oh, that's right. It, was, it felt so real to me that I thought yeah. it was a full feature film. But, most uh, most uh, South Asian people had to rewatch the ad to realize that it was not indeed someone from their own community playing Raj in the Pop Chips commercial. Ashton Kutcher. They're like, that looks a lot like, you know, the guy from that 70s show, but it feels like he stepped straight out of the streets of Mumbai. How many Oscars has he won? Oh, seven. Seven. Yeah. He deserves many more. Best director, best score. 
for he's not egotting. He's Oscar sweeping. That's uh, the the Kutcher method. Kutcher, when he gets in this, they say every project he's like, every project I do is gold standard. And when yeah. I say gold, I'm talking about the little gold man I'm going to take home at the end of this fucking thing. That dude, I've heard on set from people on set working with Ashton, he always has a broom strapped strap to his back. And they're like, well, well, no, usually what's the, there'll be like a, a, an intern like from NYU going, like a PA being like, what's, what's the, the brooms? And, like, and they slap him across the face. Like, like when Mr. Kutcher makes a movie, he's going for the sweep. He's going for the sweep. He's going for the slap fucking again. sweep. I just like the part where they slap that guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, shut the fuck up. Remember in uh, Jan's Not Bob Strike Back when Chris Rock throws the... Never seen it. Really? I hate... Kevin Smith? I hate... The Smith no, Man? I'd, I'd, hang with, I'd hang with the Smith Man. The Viewisk Universe? Just never watch any of his movies. Okay. Seen three, thought they were all garbage. Which, so which three have you seen? I've seen Clerks. Clerks. I've seen uh, Mall Rats. Okay. And I've seen Dogma. You know, Try, I mean, actually, I started chasing Amy, and I just had to shut it off. Ch- chasing Amy is truly a steaming turd. It is a really awful movie. I would say that parts of Mallrats I like. If you haven't seen Janet and Bob Strike Back, there are, there are bits in there that kill. I will not see it. the The Goodwill Hunting two scene. If you never see the movie, we'll do this after the record. I'll show you the Goodwill Hunting two I scene. Seen Good it Will is hunting. Oh, it's a very bad movie. You've never yeah. seen it? No, because I, I just hear it's, it I seems really bad. That movie. Yeah. That I, got an Oscar. Kutcher didn't get an Oscar for jobs. Maybe the performance of our generation. And what happened? But they what got else a happened? fucking Oscar to fucking Damon and Affleck for Goodwill Hunting. For Goodwill Hunting? I know. Yeah, I don't I, there's a lot of holes in my in my 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 movies. Well, as a watching. proud New Englander, you gotta watch Matt and Ben when they were scrappy. Yeah. I watched uh I've watched him in a lot, but I'm not gonna watch that. Affleck has at least two Oscars, right? Like he has Goodwill Hunting for screenplay. He has Argo for director. What the fuck is it? Did he direct that movie? He directed That's it. Fucking crazy! It's not crazy because it's bad. It's a terrible movie. We're not. We're let's not talk about okay. it. Let's not talk about. It. I hate. That's. Uh, Let I, me ask the obvious about, question. Yeah. We. This is an agonizing experience in a way because I can tell. I can see in your eyes where you're at with this series. Are you asking when will it? End? I already asked. <laughs> I already asked. I don't even know why I'm still here. Yeah, you were. You gave a very skeptical. You know, I'll see what comes next after the first movie. You definitely were not hungry for more. Now it looks like you look nauseous to the thought of a third one. Right. Yeah. It's like if I were, you know, I'd rather be abandoned in the wilderness, perhaps. Like Leo and the Revenant. Like Leo and the Revenant. Wow. Or trapped in a Newsbecky cavern. Like friggin' Chris Bale. <laughs> sure. In my favorite movie, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be there and like confronted with the te- like eating nothing or eating my own shit. Wow! Like sitting in that cave, eating his own shit. Or, Was that implied? <laughs> I, yeah, I only saw it once. That's what I got. Okay, I got that. He's eating his own bat turds. So I'd rather be in one of those situations where do I starve to death or do I consume my own fecal matter? Let me ask you then, this: in a saw style situation where you yeah. have a rusty hacksaw and a chained limb, and you have to watch. Austin Powers Gold Member the or third movie. find a key in my clavicle or just saw off your armor or, or just off the rusty key. hacksaw what are you moving here well I don't know I don't really I mean I spent a lot of money on both sleeves be ashamed to lose half a sleeve but your legs are not what was, how about the ankle got some space like a foot your feet are pretty tatted wait, wait wait which limb are we talking that's a good point that's talking good. the fifth limb <laughs> Yeah, your dick is chained to a wall. I'd lose it. You barely lose the thing. Honestly, after watching two Shrek movies, I barely feel like I have the right to use that. Two Austin Powers movies. Sorry, what did I say? This is Shrek. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> You're in a fucking haze. I am too, to be fair. We had a, I, I had three beers and a CBD drink during this movie, and it it just felt like an eternity. And I thought I was going to like it. Rob Lowe was in it, but way too little. Oh, yeah. More Rob Lowe. I don't even know. I mean... I think we drank two trillion beers, which, but we only drank one because we split them in half. So, but we each split two beers in half, so we both had two beers. No, we. Oh shit! You're right. Fuck. Gosh, come on, man. Can we delete that? Yeah. Who's the editor? Yeah. Call the editor. I'm going to call. The, that's me. Look, okay. As the EP, as one of the two EPs, and the engineer, I don't have to know all the math. Okay. Here's so editor trick. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to go. Pip, 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 pip at the same time. Okay. And then I'm just going to scan the, uh, okay, the, the, the waves. Wave. Okay, right. 
One, pep, pep, two. Pep. No, wait for Mike. Mm, as editor, okay, okay. please. As a producer, don't pep into the mic. It will pop. See the, oh, you're see right. the pep popping? Oh, my God. Look at it. That's called a pop. That's pop? All right. Pop. You want to swallow the pee a little bit. Don't make a joke. Pee. Waterworks. All right. One, two, three. Pip, 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 pip. pip. That was pretty good. It's all going to be gone. Okay, thank God. Yeah. I know what I'll, math I'll is. Make sure to Two look. halves make a whole. Yeah, how many were, how many pips were there? Oh, God. I want to say five? Yeah, that was it. Great. Five okay. again. Answer's always five. So let me ask you this. In this series, and this is likely going to go the, the kind of thing that they'll inscribe into a golden record and send to space for the Martians <laughs> to play in their turntables, their Martian turntables. Um, <laughs> wow. We have not yet gotten to a moment before where we're watching a series and someone has invoked the when will it end. I mean, this is only the second series we've watched. But okay, yes. well, then why rob it of the gravitas? That That's true. For, we, only two series in, we're already at this point. Right. Well, I'm at this point. I don't know. Where are you at? I mean, you seem to be sort of I'll enjoying level yourself. <laughs> I am. I am not excited about Goldmember, but I really hope it's better than this. I hope so too. I really hope it's better because this was the big one. Goldmember made again. They doubled the budget again. Now we're in the the six the sixties sixty million area, maybe like more than that. Close That's to seventy true. I think million. You're right. Yeah. And that made a little more than this, but. About the same amount. It did not multiply the way this multiplied. So clearly, financially, it peaked. But if you do the multiplying, it was not better, really. Can you please do the multiplying? I Please, no. Please? I am woefully bad at math. But you love those numbers. You'll I crunch sure in, do. You'll crunch in numbers. I'm um, crushing numbs. Can you, can you use a numeric keypad or like a little... Hey, speaking of crushing numbs, yeah. no nut crushing, really. No, hold on. No, sorry. Fat bastard gets his nuts crushed. I take it back. Yeah, and then he... That was a weird the scene. The pills. She, he says, baby, don't crush a man's pills or something. Yeah. And I never then the my balls scene my ends. It's like, why would you even throw in that joke if she doesn't yeah. even choose to? Is maybe, that the end of the movie? Maybe that's the feminist moment of the film. Oh, she crushes his nuts. When she crushes his nuts and the man takes the other man's side rather than nice. his own friend. Have you ever noticed that to when, have a vagina. when they have two men in a movie, they always have to be enemies? Why? Why? Even though why down can't deep, two men be friends? friends. Well, they yeah. were because he says, "Hey, baby, don't you crush another man's pills?" Yeah, even if he's a fat bastard. Okay, but okay. What I was trying to say was the historic moments that we someone and, and honestly, I'm realistically, if I, I'm kind of like, when will it end? At this point, I'm not hungry for a third one. We have to get through the meal, so I'm going to finish it. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm, I'm going to ask you is this: We're going to switch it from our normal thing. Where we are not excited about right. the, the sequel now. What do you not want to see more of? What oh, would be okay. the big mistake this. stepping forward? This is great. Like what didn't okay, – I'll start this one because I'm actually – I've been thinking yeah. about it. I'm, well, you asked the question. I hope they you. need to jettison a lot of the running jokes in the third one. Yeah. They, they did not get better in the second one. Even the chair stuff was okay. Now, no, Dr. Evil has the, the, no, the electric chair. Not nearly now. as good as the simplicity of a man falling over. That's true. There's nothing more beautiful than a man falling over. I would say, instead of, I like the pivot from the fruit in front of the tits to the silhouette tent scene, I thought was quite good. Yeah, there's a scene where Heather Graham is dragging things out of a bag, positioned in such a manner that it's like she's dragging stuff out of Mike Myers' it's rumpus. Rumpus. So that was pretty good. And then. There is another one. I think the finishing sentences, dick joke sequence, the first one. I actually, didn't, I didn't like either. I like the first one. I think it reminded me of like a bank commercial. Yeah, but I mean, this is like this predates that tone. I know. I'm this just, is before the tone. It's just a little joke, buddy. Now everyone's local bank has some like ad where someone's <laughs> dick gets crushed, and they're like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I, th- I think I liked seeing Woody Harrelson and and, uh, and uh, Willie Nelson. I think they got some good. Yeah, I think those really saved it because Willie Nelson's just a cute old man and Woody Harrelson. Like, it was really weird seeing Woody Harrelson from the 90s. He reminded he me of, like... Uh, not that different? No, he looked very Texan. Yeah. He, I like, will say, we're bringing up Woody Harrelson. What I am most excited for is the Now You See Me franchise to continue into a third film because so can I can't fucking run enough to do that series. Those are my favorite movies. Well, we got to get one more then. Yeah. We're on the way. Um, so what was you were saying? You want less of the running jokes? They, they, they tried to bring back a lot of bits in this. They, I mean, they, they did. They just trotted everything back out from the first movie. Very little they added is great. I guess Get In My Belly would be the one real iconic line from a new character. Yeah. Get in my belly. 
Yeah. He's talking to a man that he thinks is a baby. And he ate a baby. <laughs> like, that's crazy. So fucked up. And then he like considers a real man who just happens to be a little person a baby. Is yeah. He, it's, it's, and he's not even a dumb man. He's a, he's a normal, like, fat bastard. It's not like he's a confused person where he's like might mistake a, a little person for a baby. He just ha- has so little thought about this other man that he's just like, oh, he's tiny. I think he might be a baby. No, the casual dehumanization in this is pretty. So remarkable. less of that. Yeah. Less casual dehumanization. Less. Because it was, in a way it was Austin's humanity in the first movie that made it more than the sum of its parts. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah, it's true because it seemed like a sort of heartless, boring movie, but. There was some pleasure in watching him sort of like realize that that's little speech at the end about freedom. It's like not great, but I like good how much more you. you like the first movie now in yeah. the shadow of this. I I feel like an asshole because I really thought that it was the better of the two, but I was I was really wrong, wrong. and I I'm, I the, the egg is on my face. All right, so if we're stuck with Doctor Evil in this version, this manifestation, less Doctor Evil at this point. No more Mini-Me, ever. No more Fat Bastard. Get rid of Heather Graham. Uh, more, I want more... Felicity Shagwell, you mean. Yeah, sorry. It's the character she richly brought to life. Yes. Yeah. I want more... Remember when she goes, I'm a secret agent. I'm a secret agent because of you. I'm a secret agent. Yeah. Like That is something a secret agent would say. Felicity Shagwell by day. Felicity Shag- very, very, very well by reputation. By reputation. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even a joke. No. I don't, that was another thing. Her character is like a horny person. And it, in the first movie, like Vanessa Kensington, the, the Elizabeth Hurley role, is not horny. And she becomes horny because of Austin Powers' like sweetness. Right. But I think that's movie, really great. That's such a great right, point. Where right. like he learns how to be a better man and she learns how to be less guarded right. and more in touch with her sexuality because she's met a man that's willing to go places for her. Right. Like, and in this one, the Heather Graham's like, dump a load in me. Out the gate. I mean, she's like, blast. Just go, just blast. And he's like, I can't blast. My mojo's gone. My mojo's gone. Yeah, his seminal fluid, testosterone, pheromones, and... Baby, Viagra has That's good. He's not like a goat <laughs> having a stroke. Um, what were we just talking about, though, that I really liked that you well, said? Well, oh, we're talking about how, like, basically, in this one, Felicity Shagwell, the new love interest, is just horny out the gate. Right. Oh, so that's it. So, like, they have this character... We were talking about this in the very beginning of the show... Where what worked was that not only I didn't really think about it. Austin Powers has a whole movie to reflect on himself and have some changes, but so does uh, Mrs. Kensington or Miss Kensington, Vanessa. In this one, they reset and then it's a flat line. No one changes. The whole thing with Mojo is bullshit. Like what he learns how to like oh just he had the Mojo the whole time just because my seminal fluid was sucked out of my my tum a little tum tum. I can still fuck. That's the message. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's such a cop out. And I get that, like, they try to have fun with, like, all oh, this is confusing and dumb and don't worry about it, which is, I like that that's a cute moment when Michael York tells the audience not overthink about the time travel. I like that. Right, but you can't, like, he basically is like, don't worry about it, have fun. And like, it's maybe, not that fun. Hey, you know what, Michael Myers? Maybe just fucking write a fun movie. Rather than telling me, don't worry about it and have fun a third of the way. Well, okay, we, we talked about Terminator 2. We talked about, like, the, the way these movies, like, they highlight the worst parts of human behavior and everyone ignores the moral and just highlights, like, the, the sheer depravity. And this movie feels like that, where there is no point to it. There's no moral core. It's just bigger and more blown out. And everything is just, like, cartoonish in a way that's not cute. It just feels, like, sour and redundant. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. And it feels so long. Though I do like the Will Ferrell scene with the questioning. That's funny. That was very funny. I did yeah. like that. that I was, like rules. It was an establishing, like, very established conversation about rules. Right. Here. I must be asked a question three consecutive times. Yes. My girlfriend, Allison, who I'm going to mention, I guess as long as she's watching these films with us, she deserves, like, recognition. Yeah, she this said some not, smart stuff during it. She sure did. And she was like, why do you guys find this part funny? And I was like, I think rules are funny. And, they, and, and they're funny to me. I it think is rules funny. Are funny. And yeah. it's funny because a movie's basically built on rules. Right, we've made just, up these dumb rules. And you just don't talk about it. So when the movie goes out of its way to talk about it, it's still that low, like low, lazy film because it's like, here are the rules that we're working by. We're just going to show them to you. So it's still not a, like a very edgy, like smart humor, but it's funny. I, I think this movie feels like a real George Lucas prequel situation where someone has a great idea. 
And everyone's like, sure. just go do it again. Just do it again. We're not going to say no to anything. Right. So Mike Myers is like, this guy, you got to ask him three times in a row the same thing. And it's like, great. And it's like, this guy, he's fat. And I was like, okay. Okay. And like, no one's like, okay, but like, is there a, a second thing or like anything else? And he's Scottish. That's Definitely true. He's Scottish. He, is Scottish. he plays the bagpipes in that one moment. Oh, yeah, because spews out his farts, I think. It's not, it's like a sleeping gas. Well, I, if it were sleeping gas, then why was he unaffected? I actually think it was his farts. That's it. This is sort of a fanfic moment now. You're right. Where yeah. you're like establishing more rules. Right, which I need. <laughs> the world of Austin Powers. I really need We them. haven't dived into the rich fanfic world of Austin Powers, which I don't know if it exists, but if it does... Oh, it has to exist. I gotta know more about it. So who who would you write a little... I mean, there's so much fucking hot people in this movie. Oh, so many sexy people. So many sexy people. Um, did with you big like old this? butts and big old No, no butts. This is the 90s. True. We talked. This is an off-mic conversation. We're in the era of everyone has comically large breasts and almost no butt. Yeah. It was the it's 90s. So true. It was different. For, for I, white people, yeah. it was like large-breasted blonde women with no butts. I think that's honestly probably what made me the man I am today. We talk about every episode in this series is going to be me reflecting on why I'm the man I am today. True. But yeah, I think like, especially when I was uh, a, a preteen, a tween, and a teenager, like I was, I jacked off to the tit porn. Big tits, tit fucking, floppy tits, bouncing tits, wow. tit reveals, tit reveal compilations. Right, right now, Charles tit is showing me his Google search history. This is <laughs> yeah. verbatim. Tit reveal compilations. Okay, so speaking of tits in this movie, um, the, the, multiple multiple male characters go "mommy" when they see tits, which <laughs> is like such a Mike Myers joke. But he, when he writes it for other people in the movie, it just starts to feel like in this world. Look, I, I'm the first to understand that obviously a large part of male attraction to breasts emerges from that, like you know primordial relationship to sustenance and like I get there's a connection there that exists but in the movie like he makes it seem like so overpowering and spoken that that is the attraction yeah where and like yeah, it's it was... wild so I don't know if you'd like to praise him for drawing attention to part of the psychology behind fetishizing breasts but it's also like all of it feels it doesn't land it's not funny no and for a young person to watch that and be like oh that's the reaction i'm supposed to have directly one-to-one it's a little that's where it feels a little weird or irresponsible where it's like that's a complicated idea and as a punchline it's both not funny and confusing right which one did you like better you have on the one hand the scene where for a reason that i either missed or was not included in the movie austin powers sticks his head into vanessa kensington's boobs mutters things that are incomprehensible she rips his head out and then he says i got my head stuck in your jumblies or the scene where uh what's her name shagwell reveals her boobs to the security guard he says mommy screams head first at them and lands into a pile of lava well i think i like that in the second movie when Shagwell does that, she goes, I've got an idea. How about these? <laughs> and it, it's like really like watching a porno. It's like, it's so bad. Yeah, that's actually a good point. It is. It's like, Jesus. And we talked about this. Like, you know, this is 99. She's just come off of Boogie Nights, which is what, 97 or 98? 98, I think. Right. So she's just become famous on the indie circuit for playing a porn star. Where she bears herself. She to, bears herself to the, to, the, camera, to the camera and to the world. And to be fair, in that movie, the Julianne Moore, Mark Wahlberg relationship is 100% just, you know, I'm your mommy. Yeah. I'm your mommy, Dirk. <laughs> mommy. Mama. Mama. But so I don't know. It's, it's funny. She does not. She brings a lot of that roller girl energy <laughs> to yeah. Felicity Shagwell. She does, actually. And I feel I bad. Really like, I don't dislike either. Heather Graham. I think, you know, she was young. Those are early roles for her. Maybe she's done better work since then. She's bad in this movie. Yeah. And while Elizabeth Hurley seems like she's working hard and not like, she's a model. She's like a Spice Girl. She's barely an actress. But She's like, way better than she's way Heather better. Graham. I like, there's some veracity to her performance that I like. Yeah. We, we meet her mother. Like, there's like dimensions to her. And like, I think her, her frustration with Austin feels earned and real. Has any, yeah, that was so real. He's a frustrating person. So, certainly as Can a you coworker. imagine? I can't, I'm just yeah. like, I'm watching him through a TV screen. I hate his fucking guts. 
Can you imagine actually being around him? I do find, a again... A man that just eats shit water nonchalantly. I mean, that, that's actually kind of humbling, I feel like. A man who can just, like, chug some diarrhea. I'm like, all right, you know, good for... This guy's really... But he really, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. If he knew what he was doing, sure. But, like, he's like, this is coffee, baby? Mm, do I make you horny? Yeah. And then Heather Graham's like, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to fuck the shit of this shit-chugging asshole. <laughs> she watches it. She's like, eh, whatever. No one tells, no one say anything. God. Yeah. So yeah, number three, more Michael York. I love Michael York. I do think he's persistently as Basil Exposition, which is a great name. I, I love him in the series. Yeah. I, I wanted more Rob Lowe in this. I didn't get it. I don't remember if there's Rob Lowe in the third. We'll, we'll find out together. Probably but, not. Yeah. But honestly, I've learned to be you know sort of wary to wish for things because I wished for time travel. You wished for more Doctor I Evil. I wished for time travel. I wished for more Doctor so, Evil. So in three... And both things went awry. Let's keep it in one time frame. Less Doctor yeah. Evil. What do you even think is going to happen? So this is called Gold Member. It's called Gold Member. I oh, remember... No, it's not even called. It's called Austin Powers in... Gold, gold member because like in gold in, in, in goldfinger yeah you know, that kind of thing i remember the the new oh, villain wow. yeah the new villain oh i get it i don't think you do i didn't really get it before but now i get it it's a thank golden you that's why i'm ep instead of gold we're co-ep <laughs> fucking jesus we're co we're co. co we're co co forever um gold member refers to similar to uh goldfinger the new villain is named gold member oh right yep i would say from my recollection, it's the most repellent Mike Myers character who's not a racial stereotype. I, I, I didn't even think that Goldmember was going to be played by Mike Myers. But yes. now that you say it, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I, 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 I'm trying to remember how much Dr. Evil is in it because if he's in it, there are other characters return and there's a lot of Mike Myers. In Dr. Evil has to be in it. He, he survived. The end, the end of of the second one is him going it's the same as we'll the first get one. him yes. in the next movie won't we mini me here's the thing um i think two years passed between the spy who shagged me well from international Man mystery no no no, no yeah. we're 99 so no, then, i'm saying so this is next one's 2002 i think it's 2003 there's a, there's a much longer gulf here and this is when i saw in theaters so i'm in middle school and i saw this in theaters so you were 13, 12 or 13. Thereabouts. Um, so this I was graduating high school. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That might be our biggest, most profound gap. Really. Right. With That when I was graduating high school, basically gold member. Right. Which I didn't see. So I don't even know what we're talking about. It had no effect on my life. But Or did it? The butterfly effect. Ah, if I had seen it, I would have just been graduating high school. You were just starting sixth, eighth grade. Wow. Wow, think about those but numbers. But here's one thing in common. Neither of us had had sex at that point. Can you crunch those numbers for me? Crunch, 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 That's crunch. true. I yeah. didn't have sex until 2004 or five. Okay. So you still beat me. No, but not by age. Not by <laughs> Just with power of sex. Power of sex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fuck strength. The fuck strength. Yeah, I beat you by the fuck strength. I was rated at... A two, fuck the, strength the fuck two. ratings. Yes, yeah. All right, let me just see when Goldmember came out. Two thousand two. I think it's two thousand three. No, it's two thousand two. But I mean, maybe it was Gold December. Goldmember two thousand two. Fuck. Yeah, of course, man. I'm Wait, right. Yeah. It does have three percent better rating in Rotten Tomatoes. That's it, not a good sign. In, <laughs> the Spider Shag Me clocks in at a fifty one percent, which is generous. Generous. Who's um, giving it good reviews? Fifty more than half the people like this movie. No, it's truly crazy. Um, Ebert what did they like two out about of four. it? Give it two out of four. What can we get a little snippet of the Ebert review? Well, no, no. Let's let's save that for later. What do you mean? This is the episode. Oh, oh, Gold Member. For Gold no, Member. what's can we get a little Ebert? Okay, so because Ebert was alive then. The critics, the critics' consensus from Rotten Tomatoes is that um, uh, the Spider Shag Me was lots of laughs with Myers at the helm, as funny or funnier than the original. Which is, I think, demonstrably false. Just false. Yeah, I, there's nothing in this movie that is funnier than Mike Myers trying to sit down and falling, which is truly Great. amazing. Or park a car, turn around a car. That the was a audience good one. score, oh, almost yeah. a million people have weighed in on this. On Rotten wow, that's huge. Seventy-one percent liked. Wow, liked it. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Ebert gave this a two point five out of four. Do we have a little quote? Too many scenes end on a flat note. That's true. Yeah. Hard to argue. Hard to argue with you, to Roger. Quote James Bertinelli from Real Views, absent are the freshness and spontaneity that characterize the original. So, I would agree. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. 
oh well, look what we've become yeah I, I would say that the, the mood has quieted I think yeah. I'm happy we're doing this because in a way like we're really understanding more about Mike Myers than we ever thought we would just weeks ago I know it's true it's nice to real. I mean I wish he had we can't do Wayne's World it's like two, two movies of I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, here's my hot take Wayne's World's one of the funniest movies ever made I can watch it whenever it's just perfect I haven't seen that since even before this it's for the first watch Austin it. Powers. You'll love yeah. it. It's got so many good bits in it. Penelope yeah. Spears does a great job with it. Wayne's World 2, pretty good. I think it's much maligned. People kind of come at that as What's like... What's the subtitle? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. It's Wayne Stock is the, is the major plot point in Wayne's World 2. Wayne Stock? Like they they hold a festival, yeah. Oh. So is, it's not is, better. I don't so remember. Is Wayne's World like a Blues Brothers sort of situation? Not exactly. It's just Wayne's no. World 2. There's no subtitle. Okay. Um, and that was 93. So there was, there was essentially like a four-year gap between that and, and Austin Powers. Mike Myers needs a lot of time. He needs so much time. When did Guru come out? I'm scared. I'm a little, I'm a scared. I'm a scared. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. I'm it's a, a me. I'm a scared. <laughs> Coward Mario. <laughs> Love Guru was 2008. So Love Guru was like in the midst Six, of Shrek Mania. Oh, in the midst of Shrek Mania. But as far as launching a like, man, looking at, okay, 14% Rotten Tomatoes, one out of four for Roger Ebert. 74% of Google users say, fuck you, critics, in your elite tower. I feel like this series... Wait, what? 74% of audience members like the Love Guru? Okay, hold on. That was the Google users, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Google users are very... They're fine. Very gullible. They just, no, they just don't care. I think this whole series is now leading up to the Love Guru, really. Yeah. Like, we thought this was about Austin Powers, but really it's about the Love Guru. It's about him and his un... Like, awesome. All these movies, I think... Love Guru, who... It just feels like this was what he really wanted to do. So the movie info section on Rotten Tomatoes, Austin Powers trilogy star Mike Myers collaborates with writer Graham Gordy. Graham Gordy. Who's that? And no one knows. Who fucking cares? Oh, my God. Well... <clears throat> His last name is Myers in the movie. Oh, no, Lo- sorry. Never mind. I read that wrong. It's just Pitka. Pitka, that makes more sense. Pitka, yeah, easily confused. There's a lot of uh, Canadian stuff in this. Let's put it away. Put the put it away. Let's it's less than an hour and a half, though, which I think is that's good. Shows more restraint in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think we leave this with heavy hearts. Yeah, Myers. You never had much going on, but I think he, like in in the Shrek movies, we learned that you could figure out who were your stars and who who wasn't your star. It was you. It was always you. Yeah. But he like let the other people shine, and here he's just like taking center stage all the time, and he's fucking up. Okay, well, also, okay, in Shrek Two, the crucial difference here is that Shrek Two takes off. We really expand the world dramatically. A lot of right. new different things happen. Yeah. We ask different questions. Nothing different happens in this. Right. It was a just At return. All. It was a return. Ugh. I was so wrong to ask for time travel. I know. Yeah. It's I blame not you what, for this. Honestly. Yeah. It's not what should have happened if we had. Okay, I'm going to ask for time travel one more time. No! Wait, listen. You've learned nothing. Hear me out. I'm going to okay. ask for it in real life, IRL, um, so I can go back in time. And kill Mike Myers. And kill parents. me. Oh. When we recorded last episode, when I asked for time travel. It would be such good tape if we had your time traveling self show up and kill you in the middle of recording. Wubba, wubba, would you spare wubba. me? Yeah. Thank you. Because yeah, I'm EP. I would. You respect my title too. Co EP. When I meet people, I'm going to tell them I'm EP. Can, can you not? Can I say an EP? No, just say co EP. Okay. So you can say C O E P. You can spell it out. C O E P. C O V. I like in the PlayStation, they go like PlayStation. <laughs> Me too. Weird. PlayStation. We both like that. Voodoo. That's why we're friends. So, uh, uh, look, here's what I'm excited about for the next episode. It's the last Austin Powers <laughs> yeah. movie. We can't get, punish ourselves that much more. Maybe we'll, we'll use a third streaming service. That would be exciting. So far, we've used Voodoo I even thought and about Google that. Play. Oh, my God. What was the last one? Uh, the first was Voodoo. The second was Google Play. It was taken off of Amazon Prime. I get that. I get that, <laughs> I get too, that. now. Yeah. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should. Yeah. Uh, on that note, stay tuned. We're, we're going to close off our Austin Powers. Obviously, we have our bonus episode waiting in the wings. We're going to watch The Love Guru. Just for you guys. Just for you guys. I wonder if it's better than some of these. Because in a way, if you think about it, there's so much adoration of the Austin Powers trilogy mm-hmm. that like, maybe that's quietly not that bad, just like not what people want it. We'll find out. I'm being so generous right now. We'll it's find fucking out. fucking crazy. You know when? 
when next next episode of when will it end This has been a podcast from Josh and Charles Productions that was produced by Josh Landis and edited by Charles Hobby. Special thanks to Waste Management for that song we keep using. They're everywhere. Just find them. Waste Management. If you liked us, rate us on iTunes. And you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those things, all as at WWIE Podcast. Send us ideas for series at our email address, wwiepodcast at gmail.com. That's it from us this week. We'll see you next time.